Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome in to another episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. If you're new here, welcome in. I am Ashley and I can't wait to talk to you about today's topic. Now, if you've been listening for a while, hello and welcome back. I am so happy that you are here with me today. Um, If you are enjoying this podcast, before I dive in, I wanted to ask you if you would be willing to rate it on the app that you're listening on. If you're on on, um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can literally, it takes like a half a second, you can just click however many stars you wanna give the podcast. If you wanna write a review, that would be amazing. I read every single review. I love hearing them. It really helps me keep going and it helps me feel really connected to you as a listener. And if you wanna go even further, like if you're getting a lot out of this podcast, if you wouldn't mind screenshotting it and just sharing the link with a friend or sharing it on your Instagram stories or sharing it in a Facebook group or something like that, I would love that. And it would be so meaningful to me if you're getting something out of this. So um, we're gonna dive in. We're gonna talk about group lessons today. We're gonna talk about one-on-one lessons today. We're gonna talk about the pros and the cons of both. And I want to give you some ways that I think about group lessons and one-on-one lessons that might um, be different than the way that you have thought about them in the past before. And I want to give you some of the kind of like the the business strategy behind each of them so that you can make choices about which ones to offer and so you can hopefully clear up some questions that maybe you've had about you know if group lessons is a possibility for you if group lessons is something you could eventually add to your studio or transition into um so i'm hoping you'll get clarity on a lot of those questions here today I get a lot of questions about group lessons and one-on-one lessons. I get a lot of questions, I guess I should be more specific, about scalable offers, meaning offers that you create that make you more money than a one-on-one lesson can can get you, you know, in like an exchange for of 30 minutes for a certain amount of time. So in this episode, we're, we're going to be diving in and talking about group lessons specifically versus one-on-one lessons. And then I'll probably have to do another episode that's all about other kinds of scalable offers like courses and evergreen offers and programs and things like that. But for now, we're gonna be talking about group lessons and one-on-one lessons. Now, the first thing that I just want to establish when we are diving in is that I think of group lessons as being very different than one-on-one lessons, okay? When I'm trying to come up with something in my business that I am going to offer, to my audience that I'm going to offer to my studio or offer to my customers. I consider it an offer, okay? And there are separate offers, right? I have a sight reading digital course, that is one offer. I have an adult piano program that is for adult piano players, that is a program, that's a separate offer. When I used to teach one-on-one lessons, that was a separate offer. And within the parameters of an offer, you're going to have the person 
that the offer is right for, right? So like your ideal client, the person who is going to see that offer and be like, oh my gosh, that is for me. I have to get in on that. So there's the person who who's going to eventually take you up on that offer. That is one thing to consider. There's also the promise of the offer, which is what are you telling your client or your students that you are going to do for them with this offer? And then there's a lot of other things that factor into it as well, like the pricing of the offer and the timeline of the offer. And already in breaking down like what an offer entails, you can kind of see that, yeah, okay, one-on-one -on -one is kind of different than like, for example, Casual to Confident Piano Player, which is a year-long program specifically for a very specific type of adult piano player. Okay, so in talking about one-on-one -on -one lessons versus group lessons, I want you to understand that those are separate offers. And there are people out there that teach you that you could transition all of your one-on-one -on -one students into group, like group lessons on an ongoing basis. And perhaps that is true, but I think of them as being more separate and thinking about them separately actually helps you evaluate the pros and the cons of each. Because oftentimes when people come to me, they're like, how do I sell group lessons? right? How do I sell group lessons? And what they're thinking is I want to take all my one-on-one -on -one students and I want to put them into group lessons, but it's not going to be as effective and it's not going to be the same as one-on-one -on -one lessons. So I have to charge a cheaper rate and I have to figure out how to convince the parents that this is a good idea. And that is just the wrong energy <laughs> to bring to group lessons because I just want to kind of like squash the belief, first of all, that group lessons aren't as good or aren't as effective as one-on-one -on -one lessons. That's a really common misconception. And we're going to break it down further as we get into this episode, but there's actually a lot of benefits from group lessons that aren't really available to people in a one-on-one -on -one format. So let's dive a little bit deeper and let's talk about each one. Now, when we're talking about one-on-one -on -one lessons versus group lessons, the other term that you'll hear me use is a container. Okay. And when I'm talking about a container, really, I'm talking about like the educational content within each of your offers. So one of the offers is one-on-one -on -one lessons. One of the offers is group lessons. And those are separate containers. The way that you deliver the information is going to be different. The materials that you use are going to be different and likely the topics might even be different. Okay. So different offers is kind of the word from a marketing perspective that I use and then different containers from an educational perspective, meaning different curriculums, different prices, all that stuff. So when we're talking about the one-on-one -on -one offer or the one-on-one -on -one container, it's completely customizable, right? And that in and of itself automatically communicates a certain level of value to a customer. Now, I don't think that piano teachers always consider this when they are setting their rates for one-on-one -on -one lessons. But if you think outside the context of our industry, like if you think to like, if you're going to get one-on-one -on -one access to like a high level marketing consultant, or if you're going to get one-on-one -on -one access to like a, I don't know, a celebrity chef, like one-on-one -on -one access is very, very, very high tier because the implication is that there is that customization that is possible. That's why it's a one-on-one -on -one delivery format. And so the curriculum is generally either really comprehensive and your promise might be something like, you know, you're going to learn how to play the piano 
in a very well-rounded way. I'm going to teach you from the very beginning. You're going to learn how to play by ear. You're going to learn how to read music. You're going to learn music theory. You're going to learn ear training. I don't know. It depends on your studio and it depends on what your focus is. But a lot of piano teachers promise is really comprehensive and they will customize the curriculum to the students. So maybe you're using favor with one student and maybe you're using music for little Mozarts with another student and you're going to be using separate materials and you might even go so far as to find materials that meet each individual student's unique interests, right? Like I, I see all of the time and I know I used to do this too. Um, teachers will post and be like, you know, what are some songs that are really great for students that are really into this video game? Or what are some books that are really great for students that are really into this? And so you're really going to a lot of energy and effort to really take into account that individual person and to customize their experience. And you can customize with the curriculum, you can customize with your approach, you can customize with scheduling, you can customize with supplemental materials. Really, you can customize in all the ways when you're doing one-on-ones, right? That doesn't mean that you have to, but it is a possibility. And those kinds of customizations are almost implied to a certain extent by the fact that it is a one-on-one -on -one container. Now, for the most part, one-on-one -on -one lessons are going to be limited to the teacher and the student. Now, teachers, some teachers are really creative. And again, like this isn't all of you. Some of you might be doing things like recitals and, and that takes into account the audience and, and other people in the studio. Some of you might be doing things like ensemble classes or partner lessons or, you know, violin and piano lessons together. But for the most part, the majority of the instruction takes place with the teacher and the student. Now, if you're a teacher that's like using videos as a supplemental resource or using recordings that you send your students, that's great. And that's like an example of where you would veer outside of the teacher and the student in this dynamic. But for the most part, one-on-one -on -one is going to involve the teacher and the student. Now, because it's customizable, that's often seen as a pro of one-on-one -on -one lessons. However, when we get down to, to group lessons and when we start talking about that, you're actually going to see that that can actually be a con as well, that it's limited to the teacher and the student. Now, when we're talking about the price of a one-on-one -on -one offer, the price should generally be on the higher side because it's a very high touch experience. And again, like I said, if you take this outside of the context of piano lessons and you think about having one-on-one -on -one access, like you have time on someone's calendar where they are going to be there in the room with you or in the virtual room with you, and they are there specifically to customize your learning experience, that's a really high value experience, okay? Um, that student is getting customizable information and a lot of access to you and to your resources. Now, because one on, the one-on-one -on -one container is so high touch, it also really allows for the teacher to track and monitor the student's progress. Okay, and this, this can be a huge benefit. This can be a huge benefit for sure. We're gonna talk a little bit more about this in a minute um, because you know where your students are, right? You can see how much they practiced. It's really apparent usually what they're struggling with and what they need to improve with. And you can map out a completely custom plan of study to get them from where they are now to where they're going to go in the future. Now, the time commitment for a one-on-one -on -one container is usually ongoing. And this, it depends on how you offer your one-on-one -on -one lessons. Some people will charge um, like a yearly tuition or tuition by semester, but the 
the general idea is that you're going to begin piano lessons and the lessons won't end until the student decides that they want to quit or until the teacher decides that it's not a fit for them to be teaching that student anymore. Okay, so generally there's not like an end date when people sign up for one-on-one -on -one lessons. Now, there are a couple of downsides to one-on-one -on -one lessons, and this will especially come into light when we start to talk about the benefits of group lessons or the group container. So some of the downsides of one-on-one -on -one lessons are that the student can show up and they can learn to their capacity, right? So when they come to their lesson, whether that's in person or online, they are pretty much influenced by whatever materials you're using and however the teacher is explaining it. And they can learn to that capacity, okay? And the teacher can teach to their capacity. Now, this might be influenced by the student, right? If it's a good teacher and you can adapt your style based on the different kinds of students that you're teaching, then you can kind of morph and change your style based on the student, but you are still limited as the teacher to what you as an individual can provide to that student as an individual, okay? Now, in the one-on-one -on -one container, there isn't as much space or as much room for external influences like peer-to-peer -peer learning. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when we talk about group lessons. And there's a finite limit on the number of people that you can have an impact on because the reality is that all of us only have 24 hours in a day. And so when you are doing the one-on-one -on -one container, you are limited to how much you can show up with that other individual, either in the physical room or in the online room. Right. So one on one, it is limited in your impact. You can only impact a certain number of people because there's only a certain number of hours per day. OK, so now when we shift to thinking about the group container, there's some pretty big differences. So with a group container, the curriculum is either based on a specific topic or it's based on a specific timeline or both. Okay. And so oftentimes with a group class, I don't always recommend that people just teach endless group classes without a timeline or without a time limit, because it's something, it's just hard for people to wrap their head around. It's really hard to understand what the benefit is if you show up in a group and you keep coming to do the same thing over and over and over again, without having some additional promises in place. And so in a group container, I would always recommend that you have a promise that is based off of a specific topic or off of kind of like a masterclass style of teaching. Okay, so let me kind of describe what I mean there. So when your promise is something like for the next 12 weeks, there's going to be this group class. We're going to meet once weekly for an hour. And by the end of this 12 weeks, you will be able to play three lead sheets using the chords C, F, and G. That is a really clear promise that has a start date and an end date, and it seems very achievable in that amount of time and in the group format, okay? Now, that is a specific topic. That's a specific topic type of class. Now, if you're doing more of a masterclass type group class, that is more of a little bit of like, you show up and you play and you get feedback in front of other people. And that's what, that's one of the styles of group classes that I have inside the casual, the confident piano player program. Um, but essentially you're, you're thinking of the group container as having a start date, as having an end date and having a more specific 
promise. So some other examples could be maybe you, you create a group class for your students and maybe it's for your current students and it's something that you want to offer them additionally on top of their private lessons or their one-on-one -on -one lessons. And maybe it's in the summertime and you want to do like a six week class where they're going to learn to play two Disney songs or one of their favorite songs from a movie right? You have a very specific promise. You have a very specific timeline. And when you have a specific promise and a specific timeline, automatically the value is communicated a lot more clearly. And it makes sense to people when they hear about your offer. Okay. So that in and of itself is going to make group lessons or a group class much easier to sell because you are inherently communicating the value with the time frame and also the promise of the group class. Okay, now the curriculum for group classes can be something that you either create or something that exists. And this really depends on the promise that you come up with. But this is where I think that designing group containers can be so fun and it can be an incredibly creative process, but it really involves you leaving behind the idea that group containers are the same as one-on-one -on -one containers, right? When you are teaching in that one-on-one -on -one format, one of the things that I mentioned is you can really track the progress of your students. You're seeing and hearing them every single week. And so you know exactly what they're doing wrong in their practice. You know how much they're practicing and you can really customize the next steps based on how things went for them in the past. When it comes to a group container with a specific promise, like learn how to play three lead sheets using these three chords, it's different because you, one, it's not necessarily possible for you to track people's progress individually like you would in group lessons. But the beautiful thing is it also frees you up so that you don't have to, right? Because you can start thinking about how are, how, what are some ways that I could teach these concepts or what are the ways that I could get every single person in this class to the point that they could play these lead sheets with three different chords without sitting through a one-on-one -on -one lesson with them. And if you allow yourself the space to think about that, you're going to come up with some creative ideas that you wouldn't have otherwise had. So a lot of the times for me, it involves like doing games as a group of like showing flashcards and going around Robin style. It involves calling on people to play little snippets of the piece. It involves clapping and counting rhythm out loud together. It involves me, if I'm online, staying unmuted and playing on my piano while people are following along with their uh, with their microphones muted, right? So you can like expand to all of these other ways of teaching. And what happens when you do this is group the group container actually has a lot of value that isn't as easily translatable to the one-on-one -on -one container. And so all of a sudden, you're teaching in these different ways that might be impactful and meaningful to students at a variety of different levels, right? So the flashcard exercise might be really good for some of the people in the class and then maybe some of the people it doesn't resonate for. But then you utilize another teaching strategy where you say, follow along with me, I'm going to play, you stay on mute and I'm going to play and you follow along with me. And that playing by ear element really engages some of the students. And then you ask for volunteers to play in front of the class. And that really engages some of the other students. And all of a sudden the dynamic totally shifts because the way that you're teaching is different. And also the learning styles that you're engaging are different. And you're also working on skills beyond what you're able to work on in a one-on-one -on -one lesson. So some of the values that 
the group container has that one-on-one um, -on -one lessons don't have is what I mentioned, peer-to-peer -peer learning, right? You have peer-to-peer -peer learning. And this is something that I don't think, if you haven't taught group lessons before, this is something that won't totally, like you won't see it until you try it. I, did, I know that I didn't see or understand this until I started teaching in groups. And for me, that was when I started teaching um, teaching at the college level. I, I started a long time ago teaching class piano at the college level. And I was able to see like, oh, wow, these students can learn. In addition to learning from me, they can learn a lot from each other. They can learn a lot by listening to each other ask questions. They can learn a lot by hearing the responses to someone else's question. They can learn a lot by playing in front of each other. They can learn a lot by giving each other feedback. They can learn a lot of lessons that translate beyond piano by hearing someone make a mistake or by asking a question that they think is easy or on, on the contrary, asking a question that they don't know the answer to as well, that maybe they didn't even think of that question, but hearing, hearing someone else ask it makes them realize that they too have that question. So all of a the sudden there's all of this learning that's happening that you as the teacher are not even responsible for. And it's really cool. I can't, I can't quite communicate like the value and, um, and how inspiring and impactful this is when that, when you are not just the one teaching the content, but when you are the one facilitating the learning experience for a group of people, things start to happen that you don't even expect. And it can be really, really, really beautiful. People start to connect in a really deep way people start to form those relationships. And all of a sudden you have people learning in a social environment um, as opposed to just coming to their piano lessons solo. So those are just some of the benefits that a group container would have that I have actually found. I, I can't translate that to one-on-one -on -one lessons, not without a significant time investment on my part. You know, I've tried various things where like, when I was doing one-on-one -on -one offers or one-on-one -on -one lessons, I did have like a monthly group class or I had a performance class or I would try to add all of these group elements, but it just didn't ever totally work. And I don't feel like anyone ever got the benefit of the group experience, partially because I was just trying to merge these two types of containers. Okay. Now I, I, I have, I have faith or like, I do believe that maybe someone could do that. Maybe someone could merge those really beautifully and get the maximum benefits of both. But I think allowing yourself to really just understand that there's going to be pros and cons to both is really where it's at. Right. And thinking about them as separate offers and separate containers helps you maximize the potential um, and helps you just do each one better. Okay. Let me get back on track here. So some of the cons, of group lessons are that you, um, let's see, it's not quite as customizable to one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I think there are some really creative ways that you can customize things, um, especially if your group class has a, some sort of like group meeting place. So for example, a Facebook group or a Voxer group chat or a WhatsApp group chat. Like, I think there are ways that you can put people not only in touch with each other, but also where people can get a little bit of feedback outside of just the group class. And so you can customize it. But at the end of the day, if you have, you know, 15 people in a group class, you're just not simply going to be able to customize it quite as much as you can with a one-on-one -on -one lesson. So one thing that is really cool about group lessons is that when you think about it as a separate container or a separate offer, you get to decide how high touch or low touch it is. Okay. And this is where you're going to try slightly like change 
you know, the format. This could be a digital course where they're literally just getting videos and they're not getting actual face-to-face -face time with you. This could be a very high touch group class where maybe in addition to the group class, they're getting a little bit of one-on-one -on -one feedback. Maybe they're sending in videos and you're watching those videos and giving written feedback or something like that. Now, I would really recommend that whenever you are trying to come up with like what your containers are going to look like, that you always factor in how much time and energy it's realistically going to take you. I don't often recommend that people add a one-on-one -on -one element on top of a group offer because one, it's a separate offer as we discussed in the beginning of this episode, but also two, it really takes up a lot of time. And then all of a sudden, if you were thinking that a group class could be a great way for you to scale, but you're adding one-on-one -on -one support on top of that group class, it's going to eat up a lot of your time. And this is true. Even if you offer, like, I wouldn't ever recommend that someone offer email support, right? Because you might get you know, tens of emails a day. You might get every student emailing you every other day. And all of a sudden you have another full-time job, which is responding to these emails for this class. So I like to be really, um, really like clear. And I like to communicate in my containers about how people can get in touch with me. How are they doing it? Is it through Facebook Messenger? Is it through Instagram DMs? Is it through email? Is it through Voxer? And also when I will be available. Okay. And so like for my digital course, I don't offer any sort of one-on-one -on -one support. You could, people could, of course, if they have a customer service issue, they can email me, but I don't offer for them to like reach out to me with questions or for them to like email me if they're not understanding something, because that goes beyond the parameters of the promise of that offer. It's a digital course. So what they are buying and agreeing to when they purchase that is a digital, you know, learning experience on their own with videos and modules and PDFs. Now, um, so you just want to be really specific about how they're supposed to get in touch with you and also what that looks like and when you will respond. Okay. So I would recommend like I check messages on Friday between the hours of nine and 10 AM Pacific time. So if you have a message or a question, make sure you get it, get it to me by then. I would also be really clear about your boundaries about if I don't have time to respond to your messages, I will, you know, I will do my best, but if I don't have time, here's what we can do as a next a next option. So you just want to take all of those things into consideration when you're opening up channels for communication, especially like we were just talking about, if it's you're offering like a little bit of one-on-one -on -one support in a group container. Okay. Now I think we kind of covered the downsides of the group, right? We kind of covered them as we were going through and talking about it. It's not quite as uh, customizable. The other downside that I think is a common misconception is that people think that it's harder to sell. People think that it, there's not as much value. Now, if you don't believe that group lessons are as valuable as one-on-one -on -one lessons, then you're never going to be able to sell them like they are, right? You have to first figure out how to change that belief. And I often find that the best way to change that belief is to not tell yourself, you know, group lessons aren't as good. I see the same thing with online lessons. Like people will be like, online lessons just aren't as effective as in person, or I, you know, they're not as good. And my question is always, okay, so then how could you make them as good? How could you make them better? Right. And that's what I try to do. Like whenever I'm just designing any sort of um, new offering, whether it's a digital course or a program or anything like that, I try to figure out how can I make this offer so freaking good that not only do people see the value of it when they buy it, but also they're like blown away when they actually log in and start to digest the content. How can you make a group container or a group offer even better than one-on-one -on -one lessons? 
And you might not immediately have that answer and that's okay. But let yourself think about that. Like instead of telling yourself the limiting beliefs of like, you know, online lessons aren't as good or group lessons aren't as good, ask yourself better questions. What would make them as good? Okay, you come up with an idea. Is there a solution for that? If you say, if you say like, well, I, I really can't get over the idea that, um, that I wouldn't be able to customize the learning plan. Is there a way to do that? I don't know. Is there a curriculum out there that would help you do that? Is there a way you could have people send in videos and you could listen to those videos and provide feedback? There are always answers and solutions, but you have to start by opening your mind and asking yourself better questions. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was really fun to talk about all of this. Um, and this is actually, I'm going to share with you. I don't remember if I shared this with you or not, but this is actually coming from, I have something exciting. I, it's not an official announcement yet, but in 2024, I will have a, some sort of something. <laughs> I know that's very vague, some sort of something coming out for you. It's going to be for those of you that are really wanting to move beyond the traditional one-on-one -on -one in my home lessons. Okay. For those of you that are either ready to transition online and, or ready to create scalable offers and, or create content so that you can start to build a community of people that you have, that you can sell offers to. And I have started organizing it in my organizational system. I use Trello and I have all these cards of all these ideas of the way that this is going to look and what I'm going to teach. And I'm just really, really excited. So, um, I would love to know if that excites you as well. You can send me a message on Instagram and let me know. Um, but this, episode topic came from one of the modules from that organization board of just something that I'm going to break down and go way, 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 way deeper into, and also show you the how. So like then once you understand that those containers are different, how do you actually design a curriculum? How do you actually design the offer and communicate the value so that people will want to buy it? Um, okay. If you like this episode, go ahead and rate it, review it, screenshot it. And then as of the time of recording this episode, and I'm recording this episode, I'm actually recording it a couple weeks early because the holidays are coming up. Um, but at the time of recording this episode, I have one spot, one, one-on-one -on -one coaching spot for business coaching. And if you are wanting to make changes in the new year, if you're wanting to raise your rates, if you're wanting to implement a new payment structure where you have more days off and where you have more flexibility, um, get in touch with me, get in touch with me. If you're ready to make those changes and you're not quite sure how, if you have that little inkling inside, that's like, I want to do more. I know I want to start creating content or I know I want to start doing courses, but I'm not totally sure how to get there. Go to my website. It's in the show notes, fill out, um, the little form that says that you're interested and I'll get in touch with you and we can set up a call and meet face to face and see if private business coaching is right for you. I've been having so much fun meeting with teachers and helping them overcome their hurdles, helping them create new studio policies that are way more sound um, and help them really create that balance in their life, help them get back some of those hours where you're no longer like having those frustrating conversations with parents over and over and over again. Um, and when those hours clear up in your schedule, all of a sudden you have a lot more capacity for creativity. And that's when the fun part comes of what courses can we create? What kind of content we, can we create? How can we start building your online presence so that people know that you are open for business? So anyway, get in touch. The link is in the show notes and you are all amazing. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I will talk to you next time.
Hey there, thank you for being here. I love connecting with you every single week. And one of my favorite parts of connecting with you is actually getting to know you. I created a free community for business-minded piano teachers to come together every single week, connect and learn even more tangible strategies for business streamlining and scaling. You can join using the link in the show notes and I can't wait to get to know you.